eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, away we go with a podcast for you on a holiday Wednesday. What's up, Alan? Jerry, I uh, had many people send this to me. Uh, when you were out, so I didn't want to do it without you. But this is the uh, Pornhub. You know, we haven't done a Pornhub study in a long time. I saw time. this last week, I think. Yeah, Pornhub put out their uh, most popular searches and things like that for 2023. Right. Their 2023 year in v- review, You don't want to do this with Flegelman? Uh, no, I wasn't sure where he stood on pornography, so I didn't want to uh, delve into that with him. I was more interested in how he ended up buying a home in a time when home prices are record uh, highs and uh, so is the mortgage rates. Right. Uh, I was trying to figure that out, but uh, here we are, Jerry. Well, it turns out that uh, uh, people nowadays are searching for uh, grandmas and older women more than ever. Grandmas. Grandmas, Jerry. Stop. They're all the rage, it says. Who's searching? Now, hold on a second. Yeah. What, like... The mature category, as it's called now, Jerry, is now the seventh most viewed worldwide and is up this year, not joking, 69%. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be the first one. We always talk about this. Yeah. We, as people, are looking a lot better older. There's no yes. doubt. There are a lot of people that I went to high school with now that are right around the 48 to 52 range Yes, that are grandparents. I have a lot of people that I graduate, not a lot. There are several people though that I graduated with that are grand, that are new grandparents. And I don't feel like we look old. Right. So are we talking about the old, what used to look like the MILF turning into the GILF? Or are we talking about a 70 year old woman Grandma, like, what do we? What does this mean? First of all, how many grannies are doing pornography on film? I, I have am, no idea. Uh, that I, it doesn't seem like it would be a lot. I'm not saying there are zero, but I think they're probably. 
I don't know. I was going to say, like, it took me a long time in my life to be attracted to older women. Okay. And by older women, I mean 10 Your years age? younger than me. Oh, jeez. Or my age. <laughs> took me a long Like, I wasn't not until, like, in my late 40s. 10 years younger. Where I started thinking, like, oh, there's these are attractive women. Right. Up until then, once you hit 30, you were old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Up until then, I was like, a look at, like, to me, like, 27, 28-year-olds were like, well, there's some good-looking chicks. Not that they're not good-looking chicks still, Jerry, of course. What was the turning point when they said, uh, you look like my father? <laughs> <laughs> right. When I, when I started looking way older than them. Yes. And when college girls started looking very young to me. Yeah. That was really weird. Sure, sure. College, that was strange. Yeah. Yes. College girls look young. Yeah. Very weird. Very strange, though. I obviously go from college to college with Rutgers, as you yeah. know. Depending upon where you go... The girls look more mature and older. Like when you go to it's, it's a strange thing. But like when you go down south, the girls appear older. Really? Like I find a lot of the girls in the north look younger. Like at Wake Forest, the dance team. I would say they were professionals. By the way, maybe they were. I don't think they were. I think they were students. But they there's a maturity to them. I don't know why. I don't know. What's funny, though, in, like, movies in the 1980s and even probably the early 90s, yeah. we were sexualizing high school girls in movies. Yeah. Now that would be, you wouldn't even be allowed to well, do that. How many times have we talked about all these songs from the 50s and 60s yeah. talking about 16-year-olds and it's not right, but don't tell anybody. And I mean, good Lord. But now even college girls look way too young <laughs> yeah. to me. And there, and you're talking about girls that are in their can be in their early twenties, right? I, dude, I know. Even late twenties is weird now. Um, well, I mean, you're 54, so I am. That does make sense. I that mean, makes a difference. 54, 28. That's 26 years ago. Uh yeah. That's a big gap. It's been a, been a while. Doesn't mean it can't work. It's a big right. gap, though. It is a big gap, Jerry. Uh, here's something else that uh, that grew a lot this year, Jerry. In the Pornhub searches, people searching for the terms big, bigger, biggest, and huge. All in one search? No, like they're looking for huge wieners, huge boobs, huge butts. How would you use bigger? Um, I don't know. Big, so you would do big butts. Right. Biggest butts. But you're right, bigger... I don't know. It doesn't know. seem to make sense. No. And huge butts. Okay. The big ass has become a thing. Yeah. I don't like a big butt. No. Not me neither. To me, that seems very unhealthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, to have a really big... What's I... really strange to me is there are women who only work on their butts at the gym. Yeah. So, they're thin up top to the waist, then a huge butt, muscle, muscle butt, and then... Like thicker thighs because a lot of squats. Yeah, a lot of squats. Absolutely. But I always wonder, like, if you stop doing that, is your body still going to be out of proportion? You're just going to have a big fat ass, which some people like a big fat ass. I, I would think it would get soft. Yes, you would get mushy, right? Yeah, and I think the legs would get a little soft. I mean, it's the way it goes when you stop working out a muscle. That's, yeah, that's what happens. Hmm. Here's an interesting one, Jerry. Searches for a robot. Grew by 304%. That actually doesn't shock me. I feel like we're this artificial intelligence age now. Yep. It That, yeah. They're searching for terms like sex robot. 
you a- think the, AI robot. You think the porn industry mm-hmm. gets to a point where people are replaced by AI pornography? Yes. Because it looks like watching the video games of like the Madden games. We always talk about this or MLB The Show. Every year it looks more and more real. Now, clearly you can tell it's not when you're watching it for a moment. But if you walk in and just glance at it sometimes for a brief second, you don't know if it's a real game or if it's the video game. I wonder at what point in the future where perhaps pornography becomes illegal and gets in terms of human interaction or acting or whatever the hell you want to say, and it's replaced with that. Well, what they're saying is that that the bad part that's going to come from this is that people are going to be able to take faces, let's say Jennifer Aniston's face, and put it on where it looks like you're watching a Jennifer Aniston porno. But they're worried about that for audio too. Yeah, and and but for not celebrities. Yeah. So for revenge. Yeah, revenge porn. Like you take your girlfriend or wife and go, Oh, really? She's leaving me? Well, I'll just make this porno with her likeness and it'll look like and I'll send it to her boss. Yeah, we are really entering an age where everything is on the table. Yes. You don't know what's real and what's not. Because actually, I'm listening to a uh, Joe Rogan podcast, the latest one. He's got two experts in AI on, and it's, it's kind of crazy. It's probably talking creepy. about all this stuff right here. Yeah. All right, Jerry. What else? Uh, the the so the most popular porn star now is 25 year old Miami native Abella Danger. Okay. Are you familiar with her work? I am not. Me neither. A, she has a, large a, breasts. A B E L L A. I got this on my phone. Abella Danger. Abella. Well, I put Abella in. They don't name doesn't even come up on Google. Runner up is uh, oh, Aust- Australian Angela White. She's got a podcast. Oh, was that Abella right? Danger Nelk. Uh, Abella Danger. It just says. Well, uh, yeah, Abella Danger. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Jerry. Okay. Twenty-eight years old. Five foot four. From Miami. I'm gonna do nice and clean. Check her Instagram page. Americans, by the way, Jerry. Watch really? the most porn. Really? Mm-hmm. Followed by, this might be a surprise to you, Filipinos. Why is that a surprise? Love pornography. Wow, this girl looks like such an innocent young girl. Is she all tatted up, Jerry? No. Okay. Actually, she's got none. I don't see one on her. Here's a weird one, Jerry, from the Pornhub Year in Review. People in North Dakota or more are more likely than in any other state to search for loud, wet sex. What does that even mean? Loud, what? Yeah, that's what North Dakota <laughs> likes. Is that a gangbang in a pool? Uh, that, that I don't know about, Jerry. In uh, California, they really enjoy searching for Asian stepmom. While Texas, Jerry? Cowgirls. Nope. They're looking for... Creamy content. <laughs> well, I tell you, you want to talk about a weird world. Like, yeah. What would it, at some point, again, something you've discussed, so I'm not, mm-hmm. but like when you did the deed back in the day with that sexual device when you were working at the station in Tampa and the moment and it tra- happened. Yeah. So I, uh, for those that don't know, I, I had a, well, I did a brief time in radio sales. And I had a triple X rated uh, video store, adult store that was one of my clients. And they had given me a uh, 
a pump that a uh, man makes love to. And I took it home, and I was like, I'll try this out. And I tried it out. And then the moment you tried it out and the deed was done. I'm like, what kind of mental patient am I? And <laughs> I had to clean it, Jerry. And I actually had it drying on a counter. <laughs> That's a real story. And I saw it. I go, this has to go in the garbage. <laughs> so my question is, as someone that did something in the sex world. Yeah. And then had immediate I don't know if regret's the right word, but you had immediate questions about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like someone types in, what was that again for the, what was it, the, the Texas one? Oh, Texas liked creamy. Could you, like, I don't know. You type that into a search bar. Right. Do what you have to do. Don't you have the same type of feeling? Like what in the hell what did, did I, I just, just search for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's another interesting thing. I actually thought this would have been longer. This is uh, time spent per visit Let me to guess. Pornhub. You're, so you're, you're saying you guessed it would have been longer. I have the average time spent in the United States. I will say 11 minutes. 9 minutes, 51 seconds. Okay. I would have thought much longer. In New Jersey, Jerry, they, they spend a little more time. 11 minutes, 9 seconds. All right. So I actually nailed it for Jersey. Yeah. The shortest amount of time, people in Louisiana, Jerry, they're only on for 8 minutes, 21 seconds. Hmm. Okay. Man. There's a lot of uh, stepmom stuff on. But Seems it's very weird. Stepmom. It's not like Real your mom. actual mom. No, this no, no, is no. Like, it's still weird, though. This is like the young stepmom. She's with your older father. And then the father goes to work. And then the stepmom's like, yeah, what's I up know. with you? What are you? What are you doing? I know. It's. And a lot of times the stepmoms catch the son spying on them or and then they're like, Oh, what are you spying on me for? And then they You really know these plots. <laughs> wow. They haven't changed over the years, Jerry. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is very strange. So they have it broken down by city as to what they what they like most. Okay. And uh in Wyoming, they're searching for for goth. So, what city in Wyoming? It just says the the state. I'm sorry, the state of Wyoming. Oh, okay. They search for goth. Minnesota likes tickling videos. Tickling. Tickling. Yeah, where people just tickle each other. How do you? Okay. How are you supposed to? That's a, that excites people. Here's an interesting one. Indiana, the state of Indiana, Jerry, where you spent time. They said they search for chubby. Porno. Did you back in the day? I did not. I, I've, I've never searched for North Carolina, Jerry. Their number one search term is bubble butt. Again. I, that's ugh. bubble butt, Jerry. No, thanks. Ooh, this is a weird one. Virginia smoking. <laughs> I have seen these videos. Is that where you've come up with all these? This is where all the smoking references no, no, have come no. from? I've seen these videos where a girl is smoking. And doing stuff to a man while smoking. While smoking? Yes. Okay. Really uh, coining the word blow, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, Jerry. Mm -hmm. uh, see if there's anything. Oh, here's this is a nice one, Jerry. In the state of Washington, way up in the northwest corner, mm -hmm. their most popular phrase that they search for is sensual sex. That sounds nice. That actually sounds That sounds lovely. lovely that doesn't right? sound like pornography. 
as opposed to, <clears throat> sorry, Jerry, to their neighbors next door in Idaho. They type dildo ride. <laughs> if, if you had to That's guess, so specific. Yes. If you had to guess, how many different genres are there? Of pornography. Oh my gosh, there must be so many. I mean, of the them. things you're just reading right now sound crazy. The District of Columbia, Jerry. Their number one search phrase: "Big ass cop." <laughs> I tell you, this big ass <laughs> thing, man. Jeez, that's a thing. I, I, I'm, I'm noticing. Yeah. Again, not for us, but yeah. for, if you like it, good for you. You know what I don't like about pornography over the years as, as someone who watched pornography in the 90s? My friend Paul worked at a video store. <laughs> he worked at Dollar Video in right. Islin, New Jersey, and we used to uh, take the pornos, watch them, and then return them when we could. Right. And so I saw a lot of porno pornos back then. Is how they've really, it's really gotten like, too much. Okay. Like, it's uh, very aggressive now. It's not, uh, it doesn't even seem sexual sometimes. It's more like, just Animalistic? Like, yeah, just like disgusting. Like, there's a lot of, like, people get turned on by some disgusting things. Like, give me an example. Like, spitting in each other's mouths. <laughs> That's disgusting. Who spits in each That's other's mouths? That's a mouth? thing. Spitting each other's mouth. Correct. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems very aggressive. That sounds disgusting. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with the chokehold. Yeah, some of the, yeah, I don't like, I just don't like the aggressiveness. It's one thing to be like, um, you know, as they say, manhandled, Jerry. But it's another thing where it's like. To be violent? Yeah, it's like violent and aggressive. And Is there anything, forget the spinning thing in each other's mouth. That's not really violent. Yeah. That's gross. Is there one thing, though, that you're like, okay, can't watch this? Yeah, I don't like anything where they like are forcing their area into areas. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> forcing their areas into yeah, areas. Yeah, I don't like when a man forces into. Well, that's called rape. Well, I mean, in 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 this case, it seems like it's um they're both on board for the for the um the filming of this. Okay. Well, like a more of a like, like I don't like any like, um, hmm, I don't know how to say this the nice, a nice way. Maybe you shouldn't then. Yeah. Just I don't like when a man forces his thing into a woman's, any, any area of a woman. Okay. I don't like that. That doesn't seem right. I understand. Yeah. And there's a lot of that going on in pornography now. Okay. It's very hard if you're interested in pornography. In pornography, to find something that's that's sexy and sexual. Why don't you just start searching that's not, sensual? That's not right. You would need to search for something like that. <laughs> You've sensual. got time. Yeah, I'm trying to see your if there's afternoon searching sensual. Yeah, I'm seeing if there's anything else that's uh, interesting here on um, on uh, on on this. I'm looking at a map of the United States, Jerry, and it has all of the different things that people are searching for in other uh yeah. s states and this one it looks like i'd love to know what state this is but my geography is so bad jerry <laughs> oh it's kentucky they like bouncing boobs that seems that's seems fun yeah it seems to be honest yeah right that was like from airplane yeah the plane was boobs. bouncing up and down yeah 
Even his West Virginia, they're searching for nip slips. That's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, Jerry. Now right. that's that's more sexual to me. That's not harsh. That's not harsh. Exactly. That's the most searched word. That's what it claims. I don't. I Here's another that. one: South Carolina, high heels. That's sexy. But why? I don't understand why. From state to state, it's so different. Me too. This like, could just be a way for them to advertise the various uh, search right. terms to use. Because that's what we're doing. Yeah. For 20 minutes. Yes. Like, I would think New Jersey, New York, Connecticut would all be very similar. Yeah. So what were they? So give me those three in particular. Uh, New Jersey? Yeah. This says New Jersey's favorite search term is Turkish. What does that even mean? People from Turkey, I would suppose. That's weird, right? Okay. Then you wanted New York, you said? Yeah. Body swap. I don't even know what that means. Body swap. All right. Let's see. If, so if I Google Turkish porn. <laughs> <laughs> you mean if you Google it again, Jerry? No, I'm, I'm sorry. What is, what is it? I think it just means people from Turkey. Maybe they're... So why in New Jersey would that be a big... I don't know. Maybe we have a, a large Turkish population. I think I'm going to go back with what you just said. You think it's just random? You think we're just... It's just something to get us talking about these things. Hmm. Um. I uh, what town is what? Iowa likes cartoon porn, which I've never understood. That sounds stupid. It does sound stupid, right? Yeah. I've seen things though, like I've seen weird pop-up ads for pornography that's cartoons of like the Family Guy. <laughs> Okay, that sounds. What are you searching every day that you've seen that? <laughs> show research, Jerry. I've been doing a lot. Well, you of You really show. need to find a hobby during show the research. You have too much time on your hands. And I'm just saying, some of these things pop up on weird websites. Yes, exactly. They're weird websites. Why are you on them? That's a good question. These are fair questions, Jerry. <laughs> wow. South Dakota likes shower sex. Again, that seems wrong lovely. With that. that sounds fun. That seems nice. It's okay. In uh, what town is what state is this? Nebraska, they search for rub. That mean like massages? Yeah, I guess. Oh, that's a good one, Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Massage. Okay. See, here's one I don't believe. Alaska. I don't believe a lot of these. Sex doll. They're not searching oh, for on. sex dolls. You know, no. You know why they're not? Well, hmm. I would think in Alaska. Yeah. Both men and women. Mm -hmm. It could be very wrong. Maybe it's the complete opposite. But I would think, given the nature of their weather, I would think both both men and women are not in great physical shape in Alaska because they spend so much time indoors. Yeah. I would think that they'd be searching more for, like, fit bodies. Right. You know? Because they always say, what you want, you can't have. I would think it'd be... I, I don't know this, but again, given the fact that there's very little daylight in the winter... You're not going outside much in the winter. I mean, you really indoors. I mean, right. I mean, then again, in Minnesota, they're they're searching what the tickle or something. Yeah, tickling. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think it's all a bunch of crap. I miss the old movies that were on like Showtime late at night on the weekends. Where sexy it was, movies. Yeah, where it was like very soft core. Wasn't the Movie Channel better for that? Or Cinemax was better. Cinemax. For that, right? They used to say Skinemax. We never had Cinemax. Yeah, ever. me neither. All I knew is my friends would call it Skinemax. Right. And we never. And even as an adult, I've never had with any of the cable packages I've ever I've had. I've never once had Cinemax. Me neither. But Showtime used to be pretty good with it. Showtime, also. yeah, yeah. They would have like uh, foreign films on. We only had HBO growing up. 
Lady Chatterley's Lover yes, was a I know. series. That one you said before you loved yeah, that one. That was a good one. Well, they had many different like they were like like a series. Yeah, it was like a series. Lady Chatterley's Lover from apparently very like um popular books from way back in the day. The Lady Chatterley uh series. Did you read those two? I did not read them. <laughs> I never read pornography. Did you ever read pornography? No, I don't think Penthouse so. Letters. Did you ever read those? No. These were supposedly letters sent in by penthouse readers. I believe that. That always involved it, but supposedly they were... Um, fake? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'll tell you when I realized they were fake. There was one that I read, Jerry, where it was legitimately, I'm not even kidding, a flying saucer landed and made love to a guy. Okay. And it was big-boobed aliens. So stupid. Right. That's why I was like, what, what are we doing here? We're nothing. We're not doing anything. <laughs> Wasting our time. Wasting our time. Exactly. reading that thing and it was real. Right. And, the, and you know what? How how, um, how long ago was that? Oh, 1980 man. what? Probably 89, 90. Yeah. How many UFOs have landed since? Zero. Right. Okay. And it's, none of them are making love to us. Exactly. That we know for sure. Yes. All right, Jerry. It's enough of this nonsense. <clears throat> it's not nonsense. It's our podcast, damn it. By the way, you know what's so funny? in the podcast category list is that, you know, we do this warm-up show and then we attach the, yeah. I'm sorry, we do this show and then we attach the warm-up For show sure. to it. Yeah. Do you know that in our company, the Odyssey company, we are listed under the NFL yeah. podcast category? During the NFL season. <laughs> yes, I do. Can you imagine, imagine you're searching for NFL podcast and you come across this one and this is what you get? Jerry, who do you think Brock Purdy searches for? <laughs> I don't know, but Chad Ochocinco said he did porn. He referenced or made, or I shouldn't say that, kind of made reference to the fact that maybe he did pornography yeah. as an amateur. Yeah. He said that in his uh, podcast with Shannon Sharp. Yeah. There you go. We just talked football. I think pornography's r really hurt our country. How so? I don't know. I just think it's we have too much access to it at too young of an but age. We have too much access to everything right yeah. now. You know, even like, and I, I know exactly where G was going today talking about the whole Christmas gift thing. Yes. Um, and I still, I actually still like shopping for my wife. Uh, I, you know, not that we do big gifts or anything like that. Actually, it's more fun when we try and keep it to like a, a small price. You really got to think out of the box and come up with some fun things. Um, but the one thing that I took from that is you sit there and sit back and think, yeah, like growing up, you really had to save your money to go buy stuff. And it right. really meant something. And like Sal was talking about growing up when his parents would get him specific sneakers, like he really appreciated it because he knew how hard his parents worked to do it. And it wasn't an every year thing. And in this day and age, we're all so goddamn spoiled. You get what you want when you want it. And if someone's not going to get it for you, you go out and buy it yourself. Like there's nothing. Yeah. yeah it was better when you're a kid, you have no <clears throat> access to cash. Then you got to get you get you got to get something cool, yeah. Because you've been looking, you've been you've been looking at it in the catalog, yeah. Imagining what it was going to be like when it showed up to your door, and making a wish list that you really hoped was a wish list, yeah. And that if you were good, that someone would actually, whether it was Santa or your parents or right. whoever, would actually get it for you. And now it's like it doesn't seem to. I see little brat ass kids that get everything they want for Christmas. And, I, and I've, I've been around it long enough with the kids and the sports and everything where I will see kids act like just a-holes. 
And then on Christmas, you'll see the pictures on social media. Little Johnny got exactly what he wanted, yeah. and he's so happy. And the next day, he's a tool F. You know, it's it's. But that's right. where we're at. So is Santa really watching us, Jerry? That's the question. No. Nope. No, he's not. Nope, nope, He nope. may be watching us, but he's not making a list of good boys and bad boys. No, he's not. Well, even like, not to get into this because we got to go, but yeah, even like the John Morant clip, which I never played in the back in the uh, 930, which I was going to, but we ran late when he talked about, you know, how he's really put his faith in God now and God really has his life scripted at this point. And well, what about the rest of his life? Did God hate him? Mm-hmm. Like whether it's Santa Claus, whether it's God, it's all these different things that we yeah. sit there and want to believe in. And there are good reasons to believe in them. But at some point, you can't just make it work for you when you want it to work for you. It doesn't it, it doesn't work that way? Correct. But I guess you can believe what you want to believe. I don't know. As the great Brett Michaels, Jerry from Poison, saying, "Give us something to believe in." Oh, I thought you were say every rose has its thorn. That's a good one too. Every <laughs> rose has its thorn. Mm-hmm. Something to believe in was probably the same music. Just said that instead of every rose has its thorn. That's right. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm up program. Yeah. Oh, tomorrow's Thursday, right? Hell yeah. I got something for you when we turn these mics off. Oh, really, Jerry? That's interesting. to me makes no sense. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Flegelman, what's happening, man? Across from me, he made the jaunting from the Jersey Shore. His name is Al Louis Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. You're sounding so much better than you were the other day. I, yeah, I feel a lot better. Your voice feel is good. strong. Yeah, I feel good. All right. Got a little sleep. Got some meds. Here we go. All right. Good to hear, Jerry. Good to have you back. So yesterday I had the afternoon program on Evan and Tiki. And I guess this uh, was after Aaron Rodgers had talked on the um, Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Essentially, uh, you know, saying he believes in the coaches and all this stuff. And there was some criticism, I believe, from Sean Marash about uh, Nate Hackett. And uh, Tiki Barber took to his defense, I 
believe Tiki is very good friends with Nathaniel Hackett. He is. We've heard that prior. Yeah. So, but it just, he was saying Nathaniel Hackett is a very good coach, right? So we saw Nathaniel Hackett this year. We saw Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach in Denver. Yep. And Tiki pretty much said, well, his system is for Aaron Rodgers. And his system. So does that I mean make, what happens when Aaron Rodgers is gone? <laughs> right. So does that make him a good, good? I just would, would, would have led me to believe there is no way to determine whether any coach is good or not or any player is good or not because there are way too many factors that go into it. Correct. Than just here is this person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Bill Belichick's any good. I really don't. Because he had Tom Brady when he was so good. He had Tom Brady. Like, the, here's now, what I know. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Josh Daniels, and... Josh uh, McDaniels. Josh McDaniels and uh, Bill Belichick are a great three-man team. I don't know removing any one of them works. And, and we don't know that it doesn't. And we don't know that it doesn't. Because Josh McDaniels did leave during the Brady years. The That's true. The Patriots still won. They had Brady. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know because, you know, people will point to a lot of the Belichick haters will say he's never won anything without Brady. Uh, but then the Brady, the Belichick supporters will point to all the Super Bowls and the time he had with the Giants, and then they'll say, well, Bill Parcells never won without Bill Belichick. You got to have the right pieces in place. Yes, a, a guy that doesn't know what the hell he's doing can ruin a very good team. But if you're a coach that works hard, I mean, I, I've told you this many times, well, at least a few times, or maybe a couple of times at least once. Um, going back to when I was with Columbia and, and Norris Wilson was the coach, and eh, they weren't a great team. They weren't bad when he was there, but they weren't a great team. And he would, I would go in and watch film with him from time to time, not often, a couple times, maybe three, four. And he would point out plays that they worked on in practice. And then he would show you where the play breaks down because one guy slipped or one guy missed a tackle. And you look like an idiot for making that call. You've got to have perfect execution. You've got to have the right mix of players in place. And you've got to have the belief. I do think, like when Bill Parcells went to the Jets, he brought an aura with him. Um, when Bill Parcells went to the Cowboys, he brought an aura with him. Now, neither one of those teams won the Super Bowl, but they got much better, much quicker with him at the top. Um, there's only so much a coach can do, though. Like I said, he didn't win there. They didn't win Super Bowls. Uh, but it makes a difference. It's not the end-all, be-all, though, because I'm sure we can find coaches that won that weren't great coaches. Right. No, there's all this talk about Bill Belichick's going to leave the Patriots and, uh, oh, San Diego. I haven't. I can't tell you what San Diego's record is going to be. I'm the LA We know Chargers. what you mean. Yes, we know what you mean. What their record is going to be with Justin Herbert and Bill Belichick? They may win six games. They I might. Have no idea. Yeah, yeah but they might. We do, and but, they might go fourteen and three. Right. Don't the know. Bottom line is, we have no idea if Bill Belichick's a good coach. I have no idea if Nathaniel Hackett's a good coach. I guess we're pretty sure that Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers are a good combo. Correct. But I don't know that individually. I think if anything that proves or would show is that Nathaniel Hackett can't adapt to anybody else. Correct. Which And that's not a good mark for a coach. No. I mean, that's the one thing. You've got to coach to your personnel. Um, and I, there was a thing out there, and I don't know if it was ever confirmed or if it was just a theory from a reporter, but the 30-point second half last week when they beat Houston, the Jets did, it was one of the writers. He was probably just thinking out loud on social media, but it made a lot of sense to me where he said, it feels like, and I'm paraphrasing, but it feels like Aaron Rodgers went to Nathaniel Hackett and said, well, you let the kid play already and stop 
you know, holding him back. I'm not saying that was the case because then you saw he got his ass kicked in Miami. But you do wonder, like, how they alter the game plan. What do they do in one player's absence to another? And if you can't adapt and make those – like, here's a good example. Mike Tomlin a good coach? I have no idea. I think Mike Tomlin's a fantastic coach. That team looks like crap right now and has at times. Was it because of Ben Roethlisberger? I mean, I don't believe that to be the case. I think they were a good combination. I think all the pieces have to fit. I really do. Yeah, and there there doesn't, though, seem to be any game plan for an Aaron Rodgers injury next year. Uh, no. Well, we don't know that yet because we don't know who the backup quarterback is going to be. Like, that's something that will be determined in the offseason if they go get a competent backup quarterback. Right, but if, if the system of Nathaniel Hackett's system works for Aaron Rodgers and the backup in their game plan was Tim Boyle, sorry, that's not a backup plan. Correct. It was terrible. It was and Zach you're Wilson, bring Tim Boyle, and Trevor Simeon as the season progressed. Somebody else in, and they're not the Nate Hackett system. Right, because you can't even say that you need a better quarterback because they had Russell Wilson. He had Russell Wilson in Denver, right. and that didn't work. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I uh, guess you better hope. Mm. When you put all your eggs in one basket, which they have, you know, at least all their offensive eggs in one basket, because defensively we know they're good, you better hope that this guy can get through a season. Yeah, I'm no longer going to heap praise on individuals. I don't blame it's you. It's just going to be teams from here on out. But, and again, why do I? I know the quarterback's an important position. I'm well aware. That's why it's so ridiculous to give the quarterback 25% of the salary. It just doesn't make sense. Because you can be a great quarterback. If you don't have the players around you, you're not winning. You're not. Is Baba Bowie the greatest radio producer of all time, or did he have Howard Stern for 30 years? Or was Howard Stern only good because of Baba Bowie? Right. <laughs> we don't, well, the only way to know, Jerry, is, is for to them put to break Baba up. Bowie with David Lee Roth. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense right, you have anymore. To have the, you have to have the right, the right uh, combos. You need combos. Yeah. So no more talking. This is for all sports talk radio across the country. No more heaping praise or criticism on individuals, groups only. So Tom Brady, although Tom Brady did prove it <laughs> that he went two different places. All he right, went to Tampa and won. All right, so Tom Brady may be the exception <laughs> to the rule. I do think, I think there is a noticeable difference when you've got a coach that's lost and the team reflects not being prepared. I mean, you can, there are times you can see a team just doesn't know what to do. They don't make any in-game adjustments, and they just get – like when the Broncos so – th- so this is a good one. Sean Payton's a good head coach. I think we can agree. I'm not calling him the greatest head coach of all time. Or is he Drew Brees and Sean And Payton? I would have said that weeks ago had the Broncos not kind of rebounded and, and found some success. And they're 7-7 right. seven and seven now after a 1-5 and five start. So they've played much better, and they look more like the team we thought they would be. But this is a great example. They give up 70 points in Miami, and that looked like an unprepared football team. They looked like they didn't know what they were doing. In most cases, I would say that's on the coach. Was it? I, I don't know. Was the defense not want to play that day? Don't know. So it's it. That's why all these conversations are stupid. They really are. Yeah, but I think you're right. The, the not being able to adapt, I think, makes you not a good coach. I'm, I'm with you because you have to – and it's not even just you – because it's the guys in the booth. Like, there's only so much of a head coach is on the sideline, which they all are, right? They're getting information from what is being seen 
from the coordinators in the booth or if the coordinators are on the field with them, whatever coaches are in the booth. They're the ones that are getting the overhead shot. They're the ones that see the plays developing. They're the ones that have to help him through. They're the ones that even tell him about the replay, not to make the final decision, but they give their input. Like, we're seeing this, throw the flag. Um, it's a, it, is a, it is a team effort, man, from top to bottom. And you got to have the right guys. That's, that's all I will say is you got to have the right plays. But knowing, guys. yeah, and knowing what we've seen in particular this year in the NFL, but over the last couple of years, where the amount of quarterbacks that played because of injuries, yeah. you're again, the Jets again are going to do all next season with the entire team on Aaron Rodgers' back. Yeah. And if he gets a concussion, if he hurts his leg again, well, if the he biggest hurts thing it, you have to avo- the biggest thing he has to avoid is the season long injury. Listen, he gets hurt and misses a couple of games. That's life in the NFL. You have to adjust. You got to figure that out. A lot of teams have gone through that. And a lot of teams. Not every injury is a season ending injury, but if something catastrophic happens, like he ain't coming back again. There's no way if he has another season ending injury in September that he's going to rehab for six months and then come back at the age of 41 again, having really not played all that much. So I think he's got to avoid the season-ending injury. He's got to be able to give you 14 good starts out of 17, and he's got to be healthy come January. That's it. And then you're and then you're running with Aaron. I mean, that's kind of where we're at. That's what the Jets have – that's what they've built here right now. Did you think Barry Switzer was a good professional football coach, head coach? Um, it's, that's a tough question to answer because he won in 95 with all of the players that were assembled by Jimmy Johnson and the team had started to be picked apart by, that's when free agency began. So I don't, I, I think a lot of Cowboy fans think Barry Switzer was not a good head coach. I don't believe that. I think had Barry Switzer and the Cowboys been able to keep that team together, he would have won multiple times as well. And the Cowboys were kind of picked apart at that point by free agency, um, and contracts and all sorts of things like that. He wasn't a bad head coach. I don't know, but I don't know if he was good or bad because it was different. And everybody's going to compare him to Jimmy Johnson in those few years he was there. Yeah, it's similar to when I was uh, covering the Buccaneers those years, where it's like John Gruden won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers yeah. with all of Tony Dungy's players. Correct. Was that because Tony Dungy wasn't a good head coach? And he was the missing piece? Or was it just dumb luck that that year it all came together? Well, but even like, and not even, not to switch sports, but in the same topic, it's kind of like when I sat here, I forget when it was when I was defending Aaron Boone, not to get into that conversation, but good manager, bad manager, Buck Showalter, you, you can be the manager of the year one year, the next year you're fired. I mean, like none of it makes any sense. And so I would sit there and say, um, whoever I'd be, probably Sal, when I was co-hosting this summer, you you call and you kill Aaron Boone. Well, and I remember doing this with you when the Rangers won the World Series. Was Aaron Boone a bad manager when Aaron Judge goes one for thirteen in the playoffs or has an zero for four three strikeout performance and leaves seven guys on base? Yet if Aaron Judge does what everybody expects Aaron Judge to do, including himself, and knocks in four runs with all those guys in scoring position and they win a game five to two instead of lose two one, now Aaron Boone's he didn't do anything different. He just sat there. The lineup goes out there and you guys got to perform. It's, it's it really is. They're silly conversations. Yeah, I know, but that's what we do. I know that's what we but do. It's crazy because we'll go week to week, killing one guy, then praising him, yeah. then he sucks, then he's awesome. What did I say Monday to you? We're all morons, really. We overreact to everything. Yeah, everything. I mean, it's. I'll tell you, here's a good one. So the Yankees got Juan Soto. 
And now, I mean, listen to McMonagle. He is banking on Yamamoto going to the Yankees, too. Everybody's talking this Yamamoto is going to be, you know, the next Sandy Koufax. Like, this guy is it. If he turns out to be a bust, and I am not saying he's going to be. He's been incredible in Japan. But if he turns out to be a bust in three years, they'll be killing Brian Cashman for signing this guy that never stepped a foot on American soil except in the World Baseball Classic and gave him all this money. Right. And you can write that down. You know there will be people that will be killing him. Even though we all would have done the same thing, they'll be killing him for that move. Right. Look at all this money he committed. Yes. And now and now the Yankees are hamstrung by contracts. And, I mean, come on. Carlos Rodon was a good one. Yes, some will point and say, well, he had an injured, you know, injured pass. You know what? When they signed him last year, everybody loved the move. They loved it. And then he doesn't pitch. What were they thinking? He's had injuries in his past. I mean, shut up. It really is silly. Yeah, do you hear that? Shut up. Well, I mean, I, I'm part of shut that. Shut your faces. I am, I am part of that, too. Me too. It's just, it's unfortunately, it is a results business. Do you think, now I know back in the day, reporters were more friendly with the players. If you go back into the 40s and the 50s, they I really think because they traveled with them on the trains and everything, and I think they probably protected the players a little bit more clearly than now. But there were articles that were critical of them. Do you think it's gotten worse, or is it a combination of A, Social media, clearly that's made it worse. Or do you think it's the money we're paying for tickets now that makes it even, um, I don't want to say more damaging, that's not the right word, but we're we're more critical of them and everything because of the money we do spend when we go to these games. I think it's the money that we see being spent on the players. So I don't think it's okay. necessary because I still think the overwhelming majority of people don't go to games. But when you see that a guy is getting paid Forty million dollars a year, and he bats two twelve. Yeah, that's stupid. I, I agree. Or throws seventeen touchdown passes, seventeen interceptions. Right, that is very true. And there are a lot of a lot of overpaid players. And then when that then hamstrings your team from making other moves, that really pisses us off. Yes, yeah, very true. All right, we're just getting started. Five seventeen. Nice to have you with us on this Wednesday. We're just a few days away from Christmas. I heard McMonagall with the Rudolph music overnight. Getting into the holiday spirit. We'll take a quick break. We got more for you, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Ah, uh, Luke who's in the holiday spirit himself. The Grinch. Look at you. Who's this? Pearl Jam. I guess everybody does Christmas music. Oh, yeah, Jerry. How about that? Mm -hmm. Jerry, good news. The uh, feud between Tommy DeVito and a pizza place in Morristown, New Jersey, Coniglio's Old Fashioned, has come to an end, Jerry. They've reunited. Tommy DeVito showed up there yesterday without his agent, Sean Stellato. Tommy DeVito said he was unaware, Jerry, that the situation had occurred where he had agreed to go sign autographs for ten grand, and then his agent upped it to twenty grand, and there was uh, a lot of bad press for him. One cannot believe this is the front page of the paper. Is <laughs> it really the front page? It's of the, the front newspaper. of the back page. Yes, it's the part. It's the first on the New York Post website. It is the headline story on the sports part. Things are going great, so Jerry. I should, the, shouldn't the, say headline, but the, back page. The stock market's rolling. It's Christmas time. We got no other worries. 
Now, we also talked about this on Monday morning. Yeah. And I also did believe that it was the agent. I'm, I never believed that Tommy DeVito told his agent, hey, get me more money. I'm, I think the agent was doing what he thought he was supposed to do, and that was go get his client more money if you, know, you strike when it's hot. That having been said, okay. Yep. <laughs> Great. Now, it's over. Now he's going to do another appearance for charity, which is cool. So no, that's he nice. just he just showed up there yesterday. He was not right. signing autographs. He showed up. He uh, was making some pizzas. He was drinking soda, which I don't think is great for an athlete, Jerry. No, are you remember Ocho Cinco? Stop it. That's true. He was he, he was fine. eating fast food and drinking sodas all the time. All the time. No, but so he's going to go back in January. Yes, for charity, which is great. What's funny too is yesterday he also made an appearance at Bubba Coos Burritos. Bubba Coos. in Livingston. Yeah, how about that? This guy's all over the place. So he did not show up with his agent, Sean Stellato, at the pizza place. Instead, he went there with his new marketing agent, Jerry, a fellow named Max Lepselter. We know him. His father, Mark Lepselter. Represents everybody here. <laughs> represents a lot of radio <laughs> yes, people, including Geo And Tiki. And Beningo. Yeah. And uh, what about Tierney? I think so, yeah. Tierney, too. Yeah. Yep. How about that? How about that? How about that? So uh, he's, and then and then you've got other places that want him. Yeah. So this uh, this fella, this Max Lepselter, said that uh, he assigned Devito to a Duncan partnership. That is amazing. And he's in final conversations, Jerry, with five to seven corporate brands in the food or food adjacent categories. Now these companies are aware that the <laughs> season ends in three weeks. And that he's likely not going to be the starting quarterback next year. Do not tell them that, Jerry. I, what I don't... I love this story. Yeah. I think for him, it is phenomenal. He has earned himself uh, a... I mean, I, I think he's earned himself a career in the NFL that's going to last longer than a few years. So a lot of backups come out of college. Within three or four years, they're out of the league. That's not going to be the case for him. I, I do believe the way he has played has been fantastic. He's averaging 150 yards passing a game. Yeah. He's been wonderful. I'm not taking anything away from him. They're 3-3 three and three with him as a quarterback. And yes, I count the Raider game because Daniel Jones went down in that game relatively early. Uh, I, I don't... I mean, are we... I don't know. And he's not throwing for 350 every game, four touchdowns and no interceptions. Now, go beat the Eagles Sunday... And then he might be signed to, Nissan might sign him. Right, you do need to beat the Eagles because you were supposed to beat the Saints, and then we were going to give you a loss to the Eagles as not a big deal. Yeah, I but mean. You, the loss to the scrub Saints, you got to go beat the Eagles Like, now. what else? I'm not, again, I, I don't want to make this a negative story because I, right. I think it's a great story for Me him. Me too. But when you say he's in final discussions with national corporations. Correct. What if they lose twice to the Eagles and the Rams kick their ass in between? I hope he uh, well. He cashed those checks uh, before these games happen. Yeah, it's, just, it's bizarre to me. It really, like I get the local side of it. I get yes. going to the pizzeria and going to Bubba Coos and Livingston and New Jersey air. That's great. But you're going to tell me like what Jersey Mike's? Well, this is what they said. Subway going to throw him in there with Shaq and Steph Curry and 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 Barkley and all these guys. He's in conversations with quote three large. National companies in the hoagie sub sandwich vertical, which means here's what I here. Let me translate this, Jerry. This means he's talking to Jersey Mike's. Yeah, because they're going to link him up with Danny DeVito. Right. They're going to pretend Subway's interested when they really aren't, because they're going to try. And then whoever the third 
sub category in the firehouse subs. <laughs> firehouse subs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if Blimpy. They, and it, right, but Blimpy's knocking down their door. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess uh, they're just uh, the Jersey Mike's thing again makes sense for a couple of weeks. Right. You get Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito, they're making subs, but you're right. Subway is not going to have him next to Peyton Manning in a commercial. I want to know how Subway is, they have enough money to stay open. Me too. With all the money. They've got so many celebrities that are not getting paid peanuts, by the way. In the same commercial. Yes. I think Tom Brady's in them. Tom Brady, Derek Jeter, Steph Curry. Right about Jeter. If I was a a local Subway franchise, I'd be like, I can't afford Derek Jeter. I know. Get me Tommy DeVito. I know. And my subs. So maybe they are involved in Tommy DeVito. Maybe. Hey, you know what? Like I said, good for him. I think it's phenomenal. I just, I hope for his sake yeah. that he continues to get better and they win a couple of games here down the stretch, specifically against the Eagles. How about, that would be great. How about less Bubacoo burgers or Bubacoo, what are Bubba they Coos burritos. Bubacoo's burritos, pizzas, sodas. Study the playbook. Well, I don't right, think that he's good with that. He's getting his work, and he's doing this on his day we off. We don't know that. Tuesdays are their day off. It's their mandated league-wide day off. Right. So he's okay on Tuesday. Go do what you want. You get a day off if you're fully prepared. If you're not prepared, if you're not, it's like he's if, prepared. If you didn't do your homework, and now nah, the weekends hit. Guess what? Now you got. Has weekend there homework. ever been a have, have you seen a play where he didn't look prepared yet so far? Honestly, mm. he's got pretty good command of what he's doing mm. out there. I he suppose has. he has. They didn't lose because of him Sunday. He better hope Jalen Hurts is still sick. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure you guys talked about that game yesterday. Yeah. Oh, what a great what game. What the hell is going on with the Eagles? The Giants have an opportunity here to actually beat them Sunday. I don't know. Well, I only say it from the standpoint of the way he called out his team after the game. He didn't play great himself. You've got a lot of crap going on with the Eagle coaching staff. Who's calling plays? Who's not? Fans aren't happy with the defense. Um, they, if Let's put it this way. If the Giants don't get the Eagles in the next couple of weeks with the Eagles, disarray is not the right word, but with a little bit of a question mark surrounding them for the first time in a couple of years, then, well, lost opportunity. This is the game that's in Philly. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Eagles, they they lost three in a row. They ain't going to lose this one. Did you really think they were losing to the Seahawks and Drew Locke after losing back-to-back games? No. Right. I agree with you. I think the Eagles will win Sunday. I didn't count on Jalen Hurts having the flu. But I do think that the Giants have an opportunity here, a really good opportunity here. I saw Drew Locke after the game. Uh, this video emerged where he's <laughs> running, looking to shake hands with Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts is, a, is nowhere to be found. And yeah. people are looking at it like, oh, he ditched him. Maybe he didn't want to get him sick. Right. Maybe he was vomiting in the locker room. Yeah. Certainly possible. We got his germ, Jeremy hands. You know, he was coughing into his hands all night. We did Drew Locke a solid. Right. Hey, Drew Locke, you, you're welcome. You're not sick now for Christmas. That's right. Exactly. Because who knows who got you sick, Jerry, on Friday night at our event. Had to be one of our sick listeners. Yeah, I would think so. I Someone mean, breathed on you. But the only thing about that is no one else got sick. Eddie's fine, although Eddie's just coming off being sick. Right. You're good. Geo's good. Boomer's good. And we sat there and we shook hands with a lot of people. I'm the only fool that... That got sick. Although I was also the only one that spent time in the 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 room afterwards. Oh, right. Where it was a lot of close talking. Yeah, a lot of close talkers. A lot of close talking. When people have drinks, they become more close talkers. Yes, and the, right? and the alcohol breath oh. sometimes is just heinous. Your alcohol stank breath. Yes, exactly. 
Hmm. Did you see, Jerry, this uh, This was a, a good one. Steelers wide receiver George Pickens. Yeah. This bothers me. I can't find the audio of it. Oh, okay. So uh, maybe he just talked it to a reporter. Uh, George Pickens, wide receiver Steelers, uh, was criticized for not blocking for running back Jalen Warren on a run near the end zone in last Saturday's game against the Colts. And he said, quote, I didn't want to get injured. When you stay in and block somebody, you can get run on very easily. Yep. People and he referenced, be, or he referenced Tank Dell, right? Yes. For getting hurt? Yeah, that Tank Dell got hurt on a blocking play or something. Well, that was also stupid. We talked about it at the time. That was a quarterback sneak, I believe, and I don't know why he's pushing the pile at 5'850 pounds. Right. Here was one from Pickens. Okay. Talking about the people that are criticizing him for the way he plays or blocks or whatever. Just the blocking thing for no matter. I remember all the media type guys who don't play ball was talking about blocking last year. Like, I'm such a good blocker. I'm such a good blocker. Now they want to, you know, say differently. So I'll probably say just look at the routes this year. Look at the yardage. Look at the catch race radius. Look at the run after catch. Right, so he's defending himself and all that. But there's a couple of times he would go after the media for guys that never played criticizing him. And then the one talking about not wanting to get hurt, but that's the one I can't find. It is weird, like uh, to see even quarterbacks sometimes. Well, though, and this happened actually. Drew Locke had a great block on a run play where he ran mm-hmm. all the way down the sideline and blocked some dude at the goal line. A lot of times, the backups will do that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like that. They're trying to prove their worth and to stay on the field. Listen, it's a hard game. I mean, yeah, I don't like when uh, quarterbacks run out and try to block. Because if I was a defender, I would just lay their ass right out. It happens fast though. Does happen. Oh. You know what you, you know what you gain though? A lot of respect in that locker room. Yes. When you actually go out there and you put your body on the line to try and gain that extra two, five, ten yards. Some of these wide receivers though are like really pencil thin. Like this dude yeah. might be pencil thin dude, George Pickens. Yeah, he is. I mean, they're also lightning fast because they're light. And they get up and down the field quite quickly. Right. So I don't want to be blocked by a linebacker. I but you don't I would say if there would be one thing to criticize, because I understand your point and his about not wanting to get hurt, you can still get in a guy's way, though. <laughs> like what kickers do. I mean, just do something. Fall down in front of them. But to stand there and just watch <laughs> as the guy that you're supposed to at least attempt to block goes and makes a tackle or gets involved, it just looks terrible. And I'm talking about how a quarterback that does block gains respect. How do you sit there and film with your teammates around you and that is up there? Will you be embarrassed? And they go, what are you? And what are you doing here exactly? Well, that's me not getting injured. My God! So uh, Mike Tomlin, I guess, is gonna have to talk about this now. Yes, and he's had to talk about George Pickens a few times this season. Yeah, didn't he? Wasn't he lollygagging on another play earlier? The, the, in the fumble year? that he didn't the go fumble, after in right. Cincinnati. I oh, believe he didn't get hurt the, on that one play. either. Correct. And he said, "Well, I thought the whistle blew. I thought the play was over. He did all that crap." Um, but my, it might spin an interesting go of it for Mike Tomlin right now. I love when a play happens. Like I think this actually happened in the Dolphin game, and and they won no problem. But dude on the Dolphins sacks a quarter sacks the quarterback and the, loses the football fumble, mm-hmm. and he's up there dancing while the ball's on the ground. Was and, that the Zach Wilson fumble yeah, on yes. Saturday on Sunday? Yeah, dude on the Dolphins doing like a very intricate dance move while Meantime, the ball's the still going. Yeah, still going on. He's like, look at me, <laughs> <laughs> made the fumble. Well, he also knew he also knew he had the Jets, so it was no problem. Right, it was no problem. Right, that did not come back to haunt him, Jerry. Uh, quick break. Come right back. More football, some baseball as well, and then Boomer and Geo at six, right here on the fan. 
now? Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Hey, it's Wednesday. What is up? You guys are on off. Hope you enjoy the weekend. We've got Christmas on Monday, a new year, a week from Monday. we got a lot going on here. Trey had a guy reach out to me on uh, Twitter. He DM'd me, and he said uh, on the Tommy DeVito signing all these deals, uh, seemingly. Yeah. He said, I think DeVito is signing future contracts. They sign him with a little upfront money. If he hits it bigger, then they start making commercials. If he doesn't, the contract expires. Got it. That, that, makes that, makes, that makes a lot more sense, yes. Jerry, a very cool uh, mix-up in the San Francisco area. Uh, some uh, family went to uh, what well, was actually the family of 49ers practice squad tight end Jake Tongues. Tongues, Jerry. Last name Tongues. Like, anyway, he uh, they went to go pick up their uh, photo they had, um, you know, blowed up at uh, CVS. You know, get, sure. get a nice uh, picture to put in a frame probably for the holidays. And uh, they went and picked up their photo at the CVS and instead got a photograph of Tom Brady and his kids. How about that? Uh, It turns out Tom Brady's mom, who also lives in the San Francisco area, she was trying to get that photo. And there was a photo, there was a mix-up, Jerry, and this other family wound up with Tom Brady's kids' photo. Okay. That happens. Does it? I don't know. I haven't photo I haven't, mix up. I haven't uh, developed any film lately. Terry, <laughs> you got to drop your film off. Or had any photos uh, picked up at Wal- Walgreens or CVS or anything like that? Yeah, I haven't done that in a long time either. Actually, I don't really print that. I, I shouldn't say that. I do print my own, and some I just order right from Google Photos. Yeah, that's what I house. do. Step that right. That way, you don't accidentally get. Tom- Imagine if you got a Tom Brady nude photo instead <laughs> by accident. Tom, I got this nude photo of you and Giselle from back in the day. And what do you do with it? You bring it back, or you keep it? No, you keep it, and you try and sell it. You keep it, try to sell it, and you reorder the photo you wanted. There you go. That's so a I, better idea. <laughs> so I guess Tom Brady's mom must have got the photo of this. Uh, practice squad tight end for the Niners. Right, sure. How about that? Don't you miss the days, Jerry, when you would actually bring in... Remember, probably disposable cameras were big when you were younger. <laughs> oh, for right? sure, yeah. And you'd take all these photos. You wouldn't get to see them until you dropped that yeah. whole plastic camera into a bag, drop it off at Walgreens or CVS, then you get it back. You'd be like, oh, yeah. Yes and no. I So I got my first digital camera, I think for my 22nd birthday, I, I believe. It was a Canon Sure Shot. And it was great with the cartridge, but and you could that was when we started where you could see the picture if you liked it or not. Yeah, you and then you would just delete it. Now with these with the with the cloud and the phone, I mean you millions of pictures, which I like and I don't like because you've got too many. Right. And you don't do anything with them for the most part. The film ones were good. The problem was, man, if you took a great picture and then you got it developed and either the developing didn't go well or someone blinked. Or there was something from the sun. It sucked when the right. picture didn't come out well. But it was exciting when you it was. when you would get that envelope. And that is like, true. You run to your car and you'd look even in your car before you got home. Like, were you oh. a moto photo fan? No, I didn't, I didn't do moto photos. <laughs> One hour photo in the mall? No, I wouldn't do that either. You do that either? Huh? Yeah, I would wait. I would wait it out. And I would always get like if you went to like Walgreens or something, you could get two for one. So I had to give doubles. What I would do with these doubles, I have no idea. Did you ever work when you worked at drug fair? Did you ever do the uh, 
photos? Yeah. Yeah, I did work. You the did? Photo. No, I, I didn't do the developing. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Those places, what they would do. Send them out? Yeah, they'd send them out. Oh, okay. But now you're right. I think the places have the photo machines right there. I'm pretty sure because you order place. everything digitally. So they're just printing on the photo paper. Oh, right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I wonder what kind of like, how many provocative photos in a week they see. Yeah. And if people are actually printing that stuff. Right, like does the 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 sixteen year old kid who worked there print himself off a couple of MILF photos? <laughs> <laughs> right, he's printing himself off, all right. <laughs> yeah, is that what he calls it? He call it what printing you want. off MILF photos. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I am sure that happened. I would think. I mean, there's a lot of um, CVSs and Walgreens in this country. Yes, there have got to be a lot of provocative photos that run through that printer. There are also some people you mentioned, like with digital now on the phone, how. Like I'm one too. Like if I, if uh, like for example, Friday night we had an event, so I took some photos, mm-hmm. right? Now the next morning I'm gonna go back and look at those and delete the the the, the ones, bad ones. Yeah, that don't work. Yeah. Other people like Gina doesn't delete anything. Oh, I, I like once a week I try and I go through photos and delete. So I'll be like, um, oh hey, uh, did you get any good photos from the Boomer and Geo Live Friday night? Yeah, you can go through them. There's uh, 887. <laughs> and it's like 17 of the same exact shot. That's what I'm talking about. We take too many. And we right, don't do anything many. with them. You got to weed those out. I've been going over, because I'm trying to change the, the, the basement look a little bit. And I want to do one of the walls I want to do. Just the kids' baseball pictures that I've had through the years. Now, I'm not like you. I didn't start with Google Photos. What did you start? In 07? Oh yeah, six, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. All right, so you were one time. of the first ones on Google Photos. I didn't get on until 2012. So for me, 2012, you know, Matthew was a couple of years into baseball already. He was, I guess, at that point, he was he was eight. I don't have photos from T-ball going back to five years old, so it's a little bit later than that. But with Joseph, it starts when he was in T-ball. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to try and get a photo from this year, this year. This. I'm like, I can't make a decision. I got nine thousand of them yeah. from all the different teams they were on. Meanwhile, Not easy. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm sure like if I looked in the year 1991, there's probably zero Correct. photos of you. Because we didn't take all the pictures and, you know, hell yeah, I know. There it's were really years something. I would just have like, I can look back on years in the 90s where the only photos I have is here's someone on their birthday. Right. And someone in front of a Christmas tree. Yeah, that's and it. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, your mom might have more. I don't but know. But not a ton, I wouldn't think. Yeah. And I mean, then when we got into those disposable cameras, they printed out such crap photos. Not great. Not great. That's what we're stuck with. Sometimes you would get, maybe this was the moto photo. Yeah. Sometimes you would get a picture, but the the right 20% of the picture was the next picture. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, the film was wrong. <laughs> yes. Did you ever take a photography class in college? I did not. Man, Videography, took, but never. Videography? No, yeah, I never took film. Man, I took a, a photo class at uh, Kane College. And we had to go into a dark room and develop pictures. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea That's what I was cool, doing. That's cool, though, to learn. I guess. You didn't learn, did you? I wasn't good at it. <laughs> How would you not be good at it? They teach you. I know, but they, they have all these techniques for getting the, you know, making it darker, shade this area. And you didn't pick up on it. I just couldn't. I wasn't I wasn't artistic enough back then. I took no joke, and because uh, I believe that was one of my options. I took a painting class instead. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Do you think you could paint something today? No. Other than a wall at your home? No, not at all. My mom has my, the one painting I did that actually came out relatively well is still hanging in her living room. I like that. Yep. I gave it to her because I think 
And then Kim Kim laughed at it. Um, <laughs> but ooh. my mom liked it, and she framed it. I have that. Ooh, maybe that's what we do for a new idea for a new Boomer and Geo Live. Instead of a live show. We, sip and paint? No. Sip and paint with, the, <laughs> with a thousand people. We all have to paint the same thing. Or we each on the show do a painting. Okay. And hang it in a... We rent out a gallery. We hang it, and the audience comes and just looks at our paintings and tries to figure out what they mean. We could do that. We could also do like if the show's ninety minutes. Yeah, we could also each person gets fifteen minutes to do a painting. Like there's fifteen minutes you're off stage mm-hmm. and you've got to do a painting. Once I'm done, you're up, and then at the end, maybe people bid on them on the yeah, way. Yeah, we get these big canvases. Yes, oil paints in the tubes. Mm-hmm. That looks cool. And there we go. A little sip and paint with Boomerang Live. I did a sip and paint once uh, for my birthday, uh, and it was a. Uh, a sip and paint a picture of Bruce Springsteen. Oh God! Did you do a stick figure? Oh, opposite. My <laughs> mine is fat. <laughs> fat Bruce. Fat Bruce Springsteen. You still have it? Yeah, hanging up. Uh, well, it's leaning up against the wall. <laughs> That's close enough. It's, it's out cl- for people to see. It's out for people to see. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> Are I have you no proud one in of my this home. painting. Uh, not really. Not really. <laughs> he's got a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do I. So we'll take a quick break on that note. Um, we've got Boomer and Geo. In seven minutes, as they are standing by. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, here we go. We got a couple minutes left, and then the Boomer and Geo are literally like a couple of feet from us. What else? Jerry, it seems like we're going to get more doubleheader Monday night games next year. You but like are they going to be simultaneous, or are they yeah, going to be real doubleheaders? Yeah, I like the seven fifteen start, and then the whatever the other one so is. So if I didn't get up at two thirty in the morning, I would yeah. love this. I'm never going to see the ten o'clock game, but I love a seven fifteen start. What people don't seem to like is when they try to show you both games at the same time, right? Because you can't watch both games. Yeah, it's awful. It's like when they go uh, quad box on Red Zone. It's like I my TV's not built for quad box. Right. I need to see what's going. I'll be like looking for the Jets in the upper right hand corner, like the Octo Box. Uh, I like it for the excitement of the setting up the day. And then like, you realize that the 1 o'clock games suck and <laughs> the Octobox, not so get, good. Jerry, I get suckered in every week. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, 1 o'clock. And he goes, seven hours of commercial. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Octobox. And then it's like, uh, yeah. you know, Panthers, Colts. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And just, there goes that. Just oh. keep taking games away from CBS and Fox. That's what they're doing. And it the NFL like. was built on the back of I Sunday want, football. Yeah, I want more games on that. Sunday. That's right. what I want. The four twenty-five games on Sunday is what the NFL has been built on. I thought it was I built on the Everybody one o'clock games. Everybody forgets that. Yeah, I, well, really, but the four twenty-five had the biggest audience. Yeah, I, I love the Sunday. I hate the Monday and the Thursday, and the, it's Me stupid. Too. Now we got Saturday games coming up. The Ugh. Thursday night game is cool when it's the first game of the year. Fair enough, because usually, that's well, it. and usually you get a very good matchup yes. based on the previous season, and you get all pumped up for the NFL yes, season. I do agree with that, but, but the still, next, the first Sunday is still the best. By it that, really is. By that next Thursday, it's like who cares? Um, it's it still has a good feel to it if the game is good. Same thing with the announcers. If the game is good, doesn't really matter. What about this, Jerry? Tuesday night football. Would you watch no, that? No, no. WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.